something that you used to do we should totally do that man what can i can i can i can i put you on the spot put me on the spot we should totally review porn movies you know there's actually a guy who does that like like the the funny ones there's this guy he's affiliated with uh, i don't know if you've ever heard of um the uh nostalgia critic oh you mean you mean brad uh, the, the guy who calls himself, um, the cinema snob. Yeah, that's Brad. Yeah. Oh, you know, Brad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. And he reviews like really horrendous porno movies. Yeah. Oh, he reviews everything. He, he, he made an awesome series about old, uh, um, horror movie or Italian horror movies. He recently yeah. reviewed a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles porno. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and also the Pokemon. Yes, Pokemon. yes, I know. Uh, you should totally Dong watch. Hello. You should totally watch his review of Sallow. You're gonna die, man. Oh, I don't think I'm gonna watch that. You're gonna die. You have to watch it. No, no, because like I know what happens in that movie, and I don't even think I want to subject myself to any of that footage, let alone <laughs> like the trailer was bad enough. Like they had steaming plates of turds. Uh-huh. That they were carrying around to like, dude, no, 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 no. Like I, I put myself through a lot of movies that are really difficult to sit through mm-hmm. that have some very cringy moments. Um, like, you know, I, I always talk to you about how much I respect Lars von Trier as a director, even if his stuff is a little hard to stomach sometimes. Yeah. But like, you know, I just recently finished watching his film Nymph- Nymphomaniac. Uh, I had watched the first part maybe a half a year ago, and I sat down to watch part two like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is a very uncomfortable part where I saw this woman very graphically and very realistically lay herself on a towel out on a floor and give herself a fucking abortion mm. because she was having all sorts of problems in that movie trying to get, uh, you know, the, the, the government to do it. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're like, you know, they, they want to make sure that she's in a right, you know, mental state to do it. And they're like, well, we don't think you're ready to have an abortion. She's like, who the fuck are you to tell me that I shouldn't have an abortion? Yeah. So she knew she wasn't getting anywhere with it. And, and, and that same woman who starred two movies before that in Lars, Lars von Trier's uh, filmography, the movie Antichrist, there is a part near the end of the movie where she cuts her clit off with a big, nasty, rusty pair of scissors and she drops like a cinder block on this dude's testicle and it's oh my god the fuck the fuck are you watching man <laughs> I mean, they're they're worth watching they're good movies but they're, i've never watched these them. movies are oh you've never seen anything he's done mm, i don't think so did, did he do a movie with with um what's his name batman the old one the old uh, one? What? Uh, you're not talking the, about... Uh, motherfucker, the British guy. 
the British guy. Yeah. You're not talking about, well, Adam West. No, no. British Batman. Um, Christian Bale. Oh, Christian Bale. Um, I don't think that was Lars von Trier. No. No. Uh, I, I'll look it up real quick. I could be wrong. Confirmation time. Oh, by the way, for, for the eventual listeners, this is the part of the podcast where, where we don't give a fuck and we just talk about shit, random stuff. <laughs> so you can totally tune out now. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't see Christian Bale, but Shia LaBeouf was in Nymphomaniac. Oh. And that, that was a whole interesting story behind that movie because at first, the reports when... Uh, like, I think he was doing, like, pressers for his uh, middle movie in what he calls his Depression Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Melancholia had Kirsten Dunst. I think Kiefer Sutherland was in it. Um, and he was doing an interview, and he's like, uh, yeah, um, I, my next movie is going to be called Nymphomaniac, and these two actresses are going to be in it. And he's, like, pointing to the other girls that are on the red carpet with him. Mm-hmm. Not a red carpet. It's like, you know, like Sundance kind of yeah. you know, filmings, the screenings, rather. And uh, they thought he was joking. And next thing you know, he's got this, you know, long two-part movie called Nymphomaniac and Willem Dafoe is in it. Shia LaBeouf is in it. And like the plan originally, I think, or at least in interviews, was that they were going, these actors and actresses were going to be having like real intercourse on screen. And Shia, he he was in interviews and he's like, well, that's exactly why I want to do this film. Not because of the sex. But because it's been a long time since I've actually been like scared going into like filming a movie. And I think when you're like frightened of something like that, I think it brings something out of you when you're acting well, that, that is that, genuine. Isn't that dude like total batshit crazy? <laughs> he kind of is total batshit crazy now. Yeah. Okay. Because like he's on the Nymphomaniac special features and he's talking to the camera. He's doing interviews, right? And he has nothing but good things to say about Lars von Trier. Everyone who's worked with him has great things to say about him, really. But, like, Shia LaBeouf and his, like, lower row of teeth in the front, he's missing, like, a tooth. Wow. And I looked online to see what it was, and it's because, like, he was playing a part in a movie where that look was, like, required. So instead of, like, using some sort of, like, prosthetic over his tooth to make it look like it was missing or something, like, he actually, like, knocked out his tooth. What the fuck, man? But and well, he is a method method actor. I, I don't know what he's crazy. Like he had this. Like I don't know if you could actually call what he does hard. Like I think he's seriously fucked up. Like he did this thing. Like I don't know if it was in like New York City, but he did this thing for a while where, like, it's like, oh, go 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 here, and you'll get an apology from Shia LaBeouf, right? What? And people are like, that this can't be real. <laughs> So they go to this place, right? For, for Transformers? <laughs> for, or for Indiana Jones? And they, and they sit in a room, and there's this, there's this, it's just, a, it was an empty room, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, this story was a few years old now, I think, at this point. And it's just like a table, and there's a chair on each side, and in the on the other end, opposite from you, sitting in the other chair, is someone, but they have, they've got a bag over their head, right? Oh, wow. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> I think like they played like a tape. Like wow. of it being like Shia LaBeouf maybe or sounding like Shia, you know, like saying I'm sorry or something. Or maybe he just had like a pen and pad in front of him that said I'm sorry. And like you're sitting there in this room and it's like uncomfortable and that's it. 
So it like scares person, me that you know all this shit, though. So one I person I think actually you. like you know decided, like, is it really you? And he took off the bag over his head, and it was him, and he was crying. Wow. Yeah, not not fucked up at all. But you wanted to talk about fucked up in another very different way, Tommy Wasso. Now there. Oh, well, hi. That's, don't talk about my idol. My Listen, idol your Tommy, idol, my is guru. <laughs> want to talk to him if you've got connections? Do you know what he's doing? That channel, awesome. The nostalgia critic and and, and them. Yeah. Like he did an interview with them, right? Yeah. And then Two, after the interview oh, one, went up, one. after the interview went up, he fucking had that shit pulled down. I sort of know about that. Did they I call that a, a DMCA? They did a DMCA yeah. takedown yeah. on that. He yeah. did. Tommy Wiseau. Because like when you when they they posted the log and the person who filed the complaint was Tommy Wiseau. When is when is the movie coming out? Like they're making a movie about making the room, right? Oh, I don't know when that's coming out. Hold on a second. That there's my. What's the name of that book? Uh, I have no idea. All right, fuck it. Uh, James Franco, Franco, the Room movie. Let's look that up. Let's see what happens. The Disaster Artist. Okay. Um. Mm, principal photography of the film began on December 8th, 2015. It is scheduled to be theatrically released in the fall of 2016. Yes. Oh, yeah, man. He looks like a I, great I, Tommy Wiseau. I can, oh, I love James Franco. Like, I think he's under underestimated a lot. Listen, if nobody knows who Tommy Wiseau is, I strongly urge you to look up the Nostalgia Critics review of The Room. It's just the name of the movie, The Room, and watch that half-hour video of his review of The Room, and you'll understand everything. I disagree. I disagree. Well, then you have to listen to the interviews. You should watch The Room and then go and see the review. Yeah. That's not for everyone. Oh, my God, man. Come on. Everyone (laughs) should watch that movie. It's true. It's true. I agree. But, I don't um, know how many how many fans I created of that movie. You converted me. Yeah, I am a legit fan because I still don't understand how the fuck someone can the do guy like that. In an interview, he talks like this. Yeah. And whenever he has a question he doesn't like, he says, "Oh yes, I you know uh, next question." Like okay, he, you are, you are it's like you're he's American. conducting the interview. You're American. I cannot understand for the life of me. What what fucking accent that guy has? And I have a fucked up Martian? accent myself. I have no idea. Like, do, can you localize where the guy could be from? I don't know. I think a lot of people. I I think they figured it out online. Oh well, for sure they did. But I've I don't really care. I would rather live on with the myth rather than knowing the actual answer. He talks. He talks way so, man. It's just just another language. Oh my god. He's, he's he's crazy. Yeah. But like I actually brought him up in a conversation on Blu-ray.com on the forum the other day. Yeah. Because uh, like every single year without fail, Paramount Pictures re-releases uh, the, the Jimmy Stewart, Donna Reed classic. It's a, it's a wonderful life on Blu-ray for the holiday season. Uh-huh. And every year it's like, is it going to be a remaster finally this year? Finally this year? Never <laughs> is. Never is. It's always a re-release, re- shameless repackaging of everything. And 
Um, somebody was like, oh, Frank Capra would be rolling over in his grave. This isn't a Christmas film. That's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be about blah, 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 blah. And I was like, look, Frank, Frank Capra was very much alive when this film actually, like it, when it first released, it didn't do so hot. Yeah. Over the years, it became very popular and became what it is and a Christmas, you know, classic yeah. as seen by the masses. And he was alive to see that. And even if he wasn't like the fact that his film just got successful. I think he would be an intelligent enough person to at least just accept success for whatever it is. Yeah. Like Tommy Wiseau, and this is where I brought him up into the conversation, this motherfucker made The Room, and he thought that he was making the most tear-jerkingest drama ever. He thought he was going to change the world with this film. You know that, that it got actually praised at the beginning I'm not. I'm not shitting you. Are you <laughs> Get out of here! I'm not shitting you. That that I don't know if the because it was a play originally. That's how I know the story. I might be oh, totally okay. wrong. So you wrote this play and actually got praised at the beginning, and even the movie in some fucking weird independent festivals. People were talking about it. So that's how I know the story. Yeah, but, but were they talking about it positively? Like the that film? that I don't know. Because but if I they know were, that's that's an independent festival where I think people who pretend to understand. Well, listen, it got popular. Movies. It got popular enough to be released and and viewed by millions. Some way or another, it did something. <laughs> that's mean, the thing with art is that there there are people who who are so out there that they like they want to be the person that says, "Oh yes, I I understand that piece of art." Yeah, it's, but I don't, it's I don't classy. Think, I don't like, think I could have guy. taken a shit on a canvas and and wiped it all over the fucking canvas and hung it up on a wall. And some asshole is going to come around and be like, oh, I can see the struggle in this picture. Oh, my magnificent. It's one of the most amazing pieces I've ever seen. I simply must have it because they're they're trying to act like they understand something that they really don't because they want to make themselves sound intelligent. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the fact that, that that's uh, there's a word for it about how the brain processes that that I don't know because I'm an ignorant fuck but like there was a guy that that used to expose in museum toilets and the art of that was that people would stop mainly because they would ask themselves why the fuck is this here and they would start analyzing the fact that it was there more than the piece itself so it's weird it's a mental process that I don't know the word but it exists right I don't know the name for that either because I'm not going to pretend I don't get that into art. As it's far amazing, as it's amazing to to admit being ignorant fucks. It's it's so liberating, man. <laughs> I I know a thing or two about film, and that's what I'll say. But yeah, yeah Tommy, uh, why so? Like you've got to listen to this guy in interviews. And but anyway, as I was saying, that that conversation about uh, it's a wonderful life, and you know Frank Capra, yeah rolling in his grave. I told this person, I was like, Tommy, why? So he thought he was going to change the world with this movie, that it was going to be so dramatic. And the message was going to be so powerful that he was going to change lives, that people were going to watch this movie and open up their eyes. <laughs> There'd be like world peace or some shit like that. And yet the movie comes out and it's successful, but because it's a fucking joke, it's like the one movie in the world that is so, so bad above so many other movies that it's so, so good. 
<laughs> it's hilarious. And people, you know, people, people go to his movie tours around the country because he'll, he'll show screenings of this. He shows up to them. He'll sign autographs. He'll sell merchandise. And you know what? I think he has to know deep down why this movie is uh, so successful. And he does embrace that to a certain degree. And, you know, like now he says that he wasn't, you know, trying to do this or that or that he thought it was the best story ever. Now he says, oh, I was just trying to, you know, make make something so people could have a good time. I knew what I was doing. But yeah. he's he's at least embracing his success, even though it's based on failure. Maybe he suffers inside. <laughs> I, I don't know if he has that capability. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know. But but see you you said world, it was going to bring world peace and in some way it did in a small in a small factor like they they organized viewings in theaters of 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 his movie and and there's nobody that doesn't get along at that viewing like everybody's gonna, is having a good time basically so, except for yeah. when they start throwing spoons bastards oh <laughs> if you have no idea what we're talking about, you just got to go Google this shit it's it's unreal. It's unreal. <laughs> it's like this this person's landed on Earth in a pod from Mars and he's he's converting the planet one movie house at a time. Yeah. Into Martians. It's fucking unreal. By the way, you mentioned um the movie, the Frank Copper one. Um do you guys you guys have movies that they always show at Christmas and, and shit like that, right? Yeah. Like we have a movie that they show every year in last of the last day of the year at night nearing midnight they always show uh frankenstein jr i don't know why but it's an italian thing frankenstein in new york not frankenstein jr which oh may- junior junior oh okay okay junior it's, <laughs> it's called the same in english right frankenstein jr i don't remember what that film was called it's it's the, so it's the it could be with- called son of frankenstein for all i know Maybe it's the one I with, know with this Gene... too. I love the old fucking Universal monster movies. No, it's the one. It's the Mel Brooks one. The one with Gene. Oh, Weiser. that's Young Frankenstein. Young okay, Frankenstein. okay. Th- that one. They always show it. Gotcha. Oh, I'm so sorry that guy passed away. Yeah, I, I just remembered it because of that right now. Oh yeah, what a fucking bummer, man. How old was he? Uh, he was in his 80s. I want to say like 84. Because Richard Pryor died a long fucking time ago, right? And they used to make movies together. Let me see how old he was exactly. All right, Gene, you were 83 years old. Yeah, old enough. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess part of it was complications from Alzheimer's. The one and only Willy Wonka. Yeah, I'll, I'll concur. Not that piece of shit movie with Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's not a very good movie. I, I, but there's still something about it that, like, I don't mind about it. <sighs> but That's my answer to that. Definitely not. Definitely not uh, going to hold a candle to the original one at all. No way. The only thing that I never did like about the original film with Gene Wilder was the fact that like the Oompa Loompas were so ham fisting the messages in their songs about brushing yeah. your teeth and not eating too many sweets. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I, dude, I get it. Like even as a child, like I felt like that you were kind of like talking down to me. Like I was a plebeian, like don't, 
please. I'm not stupid. <laughs> so that part was kind of uncomfortable, but like the rest of the movie is so good. So well done. By the way, speaking they of don't movies, make movies like this any, anymore. Have you seen Ghostbusters yet? No, I'll check it out on Blu-ray when it comes out. Okay. No, I'll check it out then. I mean, I, I, ha- I have I have a vague curiosity to see what, you know, what the big deal is. Kind of like with uh, Batman versus Superman. And I actually ended up enjoying that movie. So, you know. But you see, but you saw the, the extended cut, right? Right, right. Yeah, because I saw it recently and it's definitely better than, than the one that I had seen. Oh, that- you did see it. You never told me. Yeah, I, see, I saw it, I think, two days ago, a couple of days ago. Did you read um, my review on that movie on Bite Size Cinema? Hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing <laughs> review. You guys should go read it. Um, because in the original cut... I thank you re- if you actually genuinely mean that, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I told you. Um, there were pieces missing, like de- total pieces definitely missing. And, and it just jumped around. And the the extended cut is... It's actually better. It's a fucking long movie, man. It is. It's like three hours in the uh, yeah. ultimate cut. Yeah. And I thought it was actually kind of curious that, you know, like when they're when they display the name of the movie in the ultimate cut, they actually put the ultimate cut underneath the title of the, of the film. Yeah. That, 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 that's kind of weird. Usually they don't do that. Well, they want to make sure that people that people differentiate the two when they talk about them, probably. By the way, a good movie that I'd like to recommend if you've never seen it, and I know you've seen some older films. Yep. This is a pretty common one, too. It's on the American Film Institute's top 100 list. Uh, Humphrey Bogart in uh, Treasure of the Sierra. Oh. Nope. Treasure of the Sierra Madre. I didn't see that one. That is a really or, good Or maybe movie. I did, and it has a totally different title in Italian. Let me check. Last night was my first time watching it, and it's basically these uh, three guys that go uh, gold digging, like literally. And, uh, you know, tensions arise. They don't trust each other. They come across bandits and all this shit. It's it's really well done. I, I suggest you watch that whenever you can. Okay, let me see. It is so crazy, like the localization naming stuff that happens between countries in this world. Oh no, it's it's the same name, just in Italian. It's not okay. Uh, it's not. They, they didn't fuck around with it. I never seen it. You should. I'm going to. Yeah, it's uh considered to be one of the best movies of the nineteen. Ooh, is it the fifties? Ooh, I could be wrong. It might be the 40. I don't know. He did a lot of other movies. In 40, the, 40s. 48. It was in the 40s? Ah, oh, man. He did a lot of movies in the 40s. Yep. I know in the 40s. I think Casablanca was in the 40s. Uh, what else? There was uh, To Have and Have Not, Dark Passage. Uh, shit. In the 40s, there was the Maltese, Largo. Maltese Falcon. Yes, Maltese Falcon. That's another one. Yeah. And four of the movies that I just mentioned, four <coughs> of them, he starred in with his uh, his wife, yeah, Lauren Bacall, who was oh my god, she was sexy. Yeah. I, why don't we have actresses like that on screen anymore? Whenever there there are those like sultry looking uh, females with like that almost smoky voice, it's yeah. it's almost like a parody when we see it nowadays. <laughs> yeah, true. Like we don't have like genuine. It's kind of crazy. We don't have like that kind of strong female character in films anymore. 
It's, I almost feel like women, in a way, has regressed in films since the 1950s. There, there are some good. There are some good. Uh, well, even men regressed a little bit. I mean, that we had some fucking charismatic motherfuckers in movies. I would then. argue that the person who plays Ray in the new Star Wars trilogy is really good at playing yeah. a strong female lead. Uh, obviously, Sigourney Weaver is very oh. notable in that respect. I, uh, I am growing to like. I am loving day day and day more. Um, Viola Davis. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Mm, look her up she, real quick. She plays the most recent one is Suicide Squad. She's Amanda Waller. She's the black woman. Uh, oh, okay, I remember her from the trailer. Yeah, and I I watched I watched uh, a series called How to Get Away with Murder. Oh yeah, which is okay, but she's amazing. It's not okay. You were fucking gushing over how to make a murderer to me, man. Yeah, uh, the second season is not as good as the first. Wait a minute. They already have. They already have a second season of that. Or wait. Or, or I mean, they're making I'm, it. No. Wait. wait we're talking second. about different things, aren't we? No. Wait. 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 Because how to make a murderer is that one like that was like a documentary about that person? No. How to get away with murder? Not how oh, to murder. I fucked up. <laughs> No, what what you what you're talking about is like a real documentary. Yeah, you know they're making a second season of that, right? No, I didn't know about that. Really? Oh yeah, season two's a coming. I'm gonna watch it. I know you will. That's why I'm telling you. Yeah, you're, you're into this. Oh, I watched also the series about OJ. Uh, what's it called? You know, uh, Gus was saying some good things about that. Yeah, it's very good, man. Um, all right, all right. The fuck is that name? Uh, I don't remember, but yeah, it's a good, it's very good. Cuba, Cuba Gooding is amazing in that in the TV series, and also the guy that played that played Ross in Friends, he's he's like a David perfect, Schwimmer, yeah, like he, he does Robert Kardashian, and it's just it's it it's just him. It's yeah, fantastic. he's done a couple of serious roles before, and he's he's very underrated. He's he's pretty much linked to Madagascar and uh, Ross from Friends for the rest of his life. Yeah, well, that's the problem from from for pretty much every every single one of these of those guys and girls. Yeah, that's true. well, except for uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Oh come on, come on! Everybody remembers her just in that one. Like, w- w- name me a movie with her. Uh, Meet the Millers. Oh come on! You you, you you masturbate every night to that. that I've never seen the movie. It. I've never oh, seen you. that movie. I've never seen it. Okay. Um, I, well, I don't know shit about her except for Friends. Did and did I, you did you know how she? Uh, oh well, well, I think her first movie was actually Leprechaun. <laughs> well, oh yeah, yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I know that because of of. Uh, the review of um, she was also in Horrible Bosses, by the way. In Horrible Bosses, there's an actor that I really love that I never remember his name. He was also in the in Paul, the movie about the alien. I don't know about that. Is he the same guy who's in that uh, that TV show? Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I have no idea what that show is. You're not talking about Jason. What's his name? Are you? Oh, maybe. Let me see. He starred a long time ago in a TV show called, oh, no, it's not Family Matters. That was with Steve Urkel. 
Shit, I can't remember now. He started a TV show with the woman who used to be Rhoda Morgenstern on the Mary Tyler Moore show a long time ago. The you're talking another language, man. Jeez, <laughs> oh, a classic sitcom. Come on, J- Jason Bateman. Yeah, that's the one, Jason Bateman. Dude, yeah, I, I love like that guy. I love. So you that like guy. Arrested Development then? No, I never seen that. See, if you like Jason Bateman, but you're you talking will love. You will love Arrested Development. Hey, do you like uh, Archer? Do you watch Archer at all? No, you're you're naming all shit that's on TV, and I don't watch TV except. Uh, but it's on Netflix. Things... Okay, then I might might watch it. And it's on the internet. Besides, who the fuck are you kidding? <laughs> okay, that's true. Fair <laughs> enough. I I will I will only speak in alleg- in alleged theories about PlayStation because I'm afraid I'll lose my job, but. I will completely openly acknowledge that I am a pirate on the internet. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Listen, we're pushing almost two hours here now, Gabe. We should we should split the podcast. Like just make two episodes and make a serious one and a fucked up one. Listen, I've told you before we should just sit down and chat like this and have No, I told you before that. What the fuck are you saying? Well, you said, hey, we should record this. Yeah. And I said, yeah. okay, let's do it. And we'll make a show out of it, like but a regular you, thing. And yeah, but when you ask me, are you going to be on tonight? You mean at 3 or 4 a.m. my time. And I'm going to go. I told you we could you, do man. this on the weekends during the day, man. Well, it's not the weekend right now. so. Well, no, but you know, I, I, I called the show as a favor to you at about an hour and 15 minutes, if you recall. Okay. okay. <laughs> I tried not to take up too much of your time. You were up. Anyway, I figured an hour of your time. I was up for you, motherfucker. I I know. know. Now your whole life is fucked up again. No, it's for the better because all that sunlight that you're not used to has been frying your fucking brain. This guy, this guy was telling me on a Skype message earlier today that he he can't tell. He he couldn't tell me which iteration of Bane from the Batman universe is better. (laughs) The one from Batman and Robin or the one from the Christopher Nolan film. Motherfucker, are you serious? I legit think they're both shitty. But come on. Come on, the dude, the dude in Batman and Robin, he was like, he was wearing a suit that had like balloons underneath the skin. Yeah. And Tom Hardy talking, doesn't matter who you are talking like this is going to supposed to be oh amazing. I the fuck is that? in the darkness. Exactly. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I mean, please. No, 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 no. And that movie to me is one of the shittiest movies ever. Yeah, I know it's got it's got problems, but I don't agree with that harsh like, of a critical I'm assessment sure, of it. But I'm sure you have the Blu-ray of it. Do yeah, you? I do. Okay, put it on tonight and watch the last scene when the when the big fight breaks into the city, like you know when people are punching each other. Yep. Look closely at the people punching each other in the back. It's fucking ridiculous. I don't know why they went. Okay, done. That's a good one. Because nobody's like, watching those people in the back except for people like you. <laughs> No, man, they're, they're, it's it's comical. You could put the yakety sacks on it. They don't hit each other. I don't know why nobody on the internet ever talked about it. I was like, I was flabbergasted. I was like, I don't know how the fuck they passed this one. Well, I don't think that may, makes it a bad movie. No, that's just one example. It's a, I think the whole movie is a third. Yeah, and maybe, you're entitled maybe, to that opinion. Maybe I'm comparing it to the previous one, which is I amazing. think you are because I think that's one of like the best. Yeah, 
one of the best movies in the last decade, let alone one of the best superhero, like the best superhero movie ever. I I disagree completely. (laughs) I think it's not a superhero movie and that's what makes it good. I think it's a super villain movie because it's not about Batman. Let's not joke, joke around. Like it's about, it's about Joker. Yeah, that's true. I think that Batman in that movie is more like a side character and it works beautifully. But Batman, the primary focus on him was the fact that the Joker was so manipulative and he knew that Batman had this code where like, "Ah, I can't really kill anybody. (laughs) Like, that's not what I do. And that was the whole, that was the whole thing, which yes, it, it made the Joker the star for sure. Yeah. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't say it made him a Batman a secondary character though, but I, I would say Batman was also a primary character. I would say Bruce Wayne, however, was like a supporting role. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Wayne was like practically nowhere in there at all, except for when he had to make that choice whether or not he was gonna save the, you know, Tom, you know, uh shit. Yeah, what? that guy. Yeah, Eckhart. that guy Eckhart. <laughs> or or his girl. Yeah. And I love the look on her face. I love the look on her face when she thought she was being saved. She's like, it's going to be okay, man. I'm getting rescued, but and you're going to die a horrible death. But, you know, you did good for the city. And then all of a sudden she realizes that he he didn't pick her. And Oh, spoiler yeah. alert. I thought that. Oh, fuck tough. that shit. Oh, you know what? Oh, this is too funny. I love Christopher Nolan, though. Yeah, I hate Christian Bale, though. So, anyway. You should see 310 The Yuma. He's excellent in that movie. I saw it. I still don't like it. I think Christian Bale always always plays Christian Bale. The and place. he was also awesome in The Prestige. Uh, it was okay. The Prestige but is like my favorite Nolan movie ever. It's a good movie. It's a nice movie, but I don't like I don't like Bale at all. But anyway, I was saying, talk, speaking of spoilers, I, one of the forums that I'm a member of, I witnessed something amazing. Like... <clears throat> a guy got mad because he had, he had never seen King Kong, okay? And they were talking about King Kong for whatever reason, and one of the guys go, well, when at the end he's on the skyscraper and then he dies, and the other one got mad, like real mad, like, what the fuck are you talking i never seen it. You just spoiled the shit out of me. Thanks for spoiling <laughs> me the ending, motherfucker. And besides the fact that that movie is like 100 years old, like the original one, but the point is, this guy, the one that got mad, was like, it was completely crazy. Another guy came into the con- conversation and said, dude, that's like the oldest story ever. Like, older than that, there's only the passion of the Christ. What? They're going <laughs> to spoil you that Jesus dies at the end? The guy got legit mad because he hadn't seen the, the passion of the Christ too. And, and he was like, motherfuckers, you're spoiling all the movies for me. And he was serious. Like, dude, if you could read Italian, I would link you to that thread because it's fucking amazing. You know, like when, at least when I was a little boy, there were certain things in entertainment that even if you had never sat down and watched it before, you, you just somehow knew all about it. Yeah. But at least you knew about the character. And one of those icons were King Kong. Godzilla was another one. And RoboCop was another one for me, even though when I was like seven years old, the movie fucking scared the shit out of me and I couldn't watch it. But how about Jesus? Like this guy basically complained because someone's. I don't want to talk Bible. about Jesus, man. No, but but I mean, <laughs> everybody knows what the fuck happened to Jesus. Well, that's the thing. Like you, 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 Allegedly. you more or less know the story. 
You know, yeah. it's it's like it's impossible like to grow up and be 18 years old in the society. And even if you've never seen a Star Wars movie, like you know, you know, Darth Vader, like you know, Luke, I'm your father. You know, oh, spoiler, big fucking spoiler, man. Right. And if you if you give movie studios long enough, they'll spoil the fucking movies for you. Yeah. Because well, they, you know, just, they made the whole fucking the prequels, Star Wars episodes one, two, and three, which fucking ruin who the father of Luke and Leia are. So that yeah. when you go and watch episodes four, five, and six, that tension, that surprise is gone. Yeah. Also, when Luke finds Yoda, that surprise is gone. That he is yeah. the Jedi Master. So yeah. you know, fuck the prequels, motherfuckers, <laughs> sons of bitches. But also fuck Star Wars a little bit. Come on, I mean. Um, no. Okay, no. Okay. Four, five, and six, awesome. Episode seven, awesome. Yeah, but... Uh, Fuck George Lucas, episodes one, two, and three. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I can't hate those movies because I still love them, but I, I tried watching them, like, before the new one was released, and I'm sorry, I, I guess I, I'm too old. Like, I, and I'm, I don't even know if, if, it's a, if it's a matter of age, or just that I, that I changed. Like it's better You've when I remember. Changed. You are like straight up more jaded about shit than most people I know. No, but you know, did it ever happen that you remember the game like from where you were a kid, and you were like, "This game was amazing." And then you played it, played it again like thirty years later, and you're like, "Did I really like this shit when I was a kid?" <laughs> did it ever happen to you? Yeah. Okay, so that's to, that's same thing with today. old TV shows and movies. Exactly. So I like, I, just, I don't know. Like when I was a kid. Around Halloween time, I used to let you know. D- did you guys have that Ernest character over there? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest saves Christmas. Absolutely not. Ernest goes to camp. Okay, he was a real stupid character, okay. but he was p- kind of popular over here. And there was this real stupid Halloween movie. I mean, it was you know for kids called Ernest Scared Stupid. Hmm. And I got older and I was like, man, it's like in the $5 bin DVDs. And I thought it would be fun to pick it up and watch it, you know? And then, and oh my God, (laughs) oh my God, I couldn't finish. I couldn't even get a half an hour into that thing. Um, Also like certain old TV shows that I used to love back in the day, I try watching now and I just can't like, I'm not really into the old GI Joe anymore. I can't really watch those. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, as much as I want to love that stuff all over again, I, I just I can't. The only the only old TV show that I can still watch sometimes if I if I catch it like on YouTube or or whatever, it's very old and it's where everybody knows your name. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Cheers. Yep. Like I still can I can still watch it. They know your name. Do do the 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 theme song was amazing, man. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. But whenever I think of Cheers, I think to the Flaming Moe's episode of The Simpsons. I I don't know. Ah, oh, fucker. I'm ignorant. You're the not. I, you're not. You're not a fun person, <laughs> dude. The one that I that I watched like a cra- like crazy when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, was uh, Happy Days. You know, I used to love Happy Days. I did, and I still that, think it's a quality uh, sitcom. Yes, but it's such a product of of its time. Like it really I, is in that era, like the seventies and shit. Really does not 
Oh my god, that's over no. very well in entertainment no. at all. Like the phones is man. <laughs> but like if I go back and I watch the Mary Tyler Moore show, the Dick Van Dyke show, I love yeah. Lucy, yeah, uh, Bewitched, stuff like that. The Honeymooners, yeah. like that stuff, still carries the torch of time. Like yeah. nothing ever touched it. Like they're definitely still very much products of their time, but like it's not hurt by time. Yeah, at all. But even the language in Happy Days, like there's my favorite sick. show has got to be the Twilight Zone, though. And I'm, I've actually every night, almost every night before bed, I've been starting to watch through my uh, complete series Blu-ray collection. I'll lay in bed and I'll watch like one of the half hour episodes and then go to sleep. Well, that's kind of timeless by definition. It really is. Yeah. Um. So let, let's let's talk about naming. This podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. This is. So we got greatness delayed. We call this greatness fucked right off. I would call it like PF a thousand Fs. Let's make it a little more recognizable than that. Mm. Uh, I have no idea. What do we call it? Hmm. We should we should have a poll like we have. We probably have. A maximum of five listeners, so it wouldn't take long. <laughs> we should pull what the name of this podcast. Maximum is. of five listeners. We're talking about greatness delayed. Okay, sorry. So like nobody's gonna be listening to this. Okay, <laughs> so poll is a bad idea. Poll's a bad idea. Uh, great greatness. De- maybe it shouldn't be forced. <laughs> greatness delayed was something that just happened. Yeah, and I don't even know like where I'm gonna put this up. It's like, too long. What is it? No, I mean, you, uh, you want me to split it, right? Or is this all good? Oh, no, it's episode? okay. It's okay. Whatever you want, man. <laughs> I don't really care. I don't know. I, You know what would be surprising? If people actually did listen more to this one than to all the other episodes we did. Oh, geez. Like, you, you could probably put it on some places online where people might be interested in listening to a podcast. But I don't know. I really don't know. But on that note, we are over two hours, and now I feel like bad that like I'm keeping you up. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm gonna sleep now. I'm <sighs> serious. I'm serious. I'm totally serious. What I'm probably gonna do is, um, my son's gonna come home from the fair soon. Probably gonna get him ready for bed, and then I'm gonna sit down and watch the Jungle Book because I picked that up today. Oh yeah, right. I want to watch that. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I, but you you told me that that Marco said it's amazing that he was gushing over it. Now I'm like, okay, it's gotta be a shitty movie. I know, I know <laughs> that shit. that guy. You know, I love Marco, and I see why he's like a great friend of yours. Yeah, and he's really cool. Um, but holy shit, talking the movies about this guy. Like sometimes he and I are on the same page when we he and I start talking about like really like shitty trashy horror movies that are entertaining. Yeah. He and I are like brothers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like we start talking about like films, like I don't care if it's modern or older and it's like different world. He was like, I didn't like Tim Burton's Batman. It was too cartoony and over the top because Jack ruined the fucking. And he's like, but I'll tell you what I did love. I love Batman returns because the penguin made it for me. And I'm like, Wow, I don't agree with anything you just said <laughs> at all. I've never been so out of sync with a human being in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. And he has those moments too. And then we, we started talking about animated movies. And he was like, then, oh, animated movies are all created equal for me. And I was like, no, 
They're really not. I really think there is like a line in the sand between like Disney and other movies. Not to say that like DreamWorks CGI movies are bad. I've enjoyed plenty of them, but like I can sit down and watch a Disney movie and know it's a Disney movie. Yeah. And then like sit down and watch American Tale with Fievel and know that's not a Disney movie. Oh, by the way, have you seen Sausage Fest, Sausage Party, whatever the name? No, the trailers looked bad to me. And I actually uh, had free tickets to go see a preview screening of that and decided not to go. Wow. I, 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 I had the same thought that you had, but then I had friends that have seen it that are, that are like, yeah, it's not bad at all. It's like, as if the trailers were actually bad. So no, I'll check it out eventually because I do typically like Seth Rogen, James Franco sort of style, like humor films. Mm-hmm. Like I t- like when that movie. Have you ever seen uh, This Is the End? Mm, nope. Oh, dude, download it and watch it before you go to bed. Then, if you're gonna stay up, it is uh, so fucking funny. It's the one where they're at the party at the James Franco's house. And- <laughs> yeah, and then the world starts getting. Yeah, I remember the trailers. I've never seen it. Oh, it is, dude. It's it's great. It's great. I'm trying to remember the last one that I've seen with James Franco. I think it wasn't. A, a, a comedy. I think it was something serious. Yeah, it was a little like he he was having sex with some like student or something as like an art teacher or something that kind. Oh of- yeah, yeah, yeah. It, oh my god, I forgot the name, but yeah, that's the one probably. Did you see the Revenant yet? I've seen it like when it leaked. Okay. Right. <laughs> and I hated every single minute of it. Except oh my the- god! I take I thought it was immaculate. No, man. No, fuck fucking Aridu. Fuck him. It was fucking a, hard. It was immaculate. I hope it gets fucked by a giant man, a giant death <laughs> Why? Man. Because, dude, in Aritu between Birdman and that one, no, no, man, just no. I mean, it takes stories that, that, that would take 30 fucking seconds to tell, and he spends hours telling them to you. And and I'm sorry, you don't deserve my time. Like the cinema, like technically, that's a complicated conversation, though, because like I agree that there are movies that are like two and a half, two hours and forty five minutes, or three hours long that should have only been ninety minutes, right? And then there yeah. are other movies where it's three hours long, and I felt like every single second was justified. No, I think I think he's a filmmaker filmmaker meaning that it's it they're beautiful to look at and and so what's the problem with that the story is not there there's nothing like even birdman is filled with useless completely useless dialogue like i'd rather has this guy done let me see yeah i've never seen anything else he's done i really don't like i respect him as a cinematographer but because look, look, the fucking uh, bear scene, like I knew exactly how they were doing it and I still was fooled by it. Like it's amazing that all the pulley system that they used, it's, it's unbelievably believable. But, but where's, what, where's the story? Besides that, the story that he tells, it's complete bullshit, by the way. The guy never killed anyone. The guy never had a son. Like <laughs> they never buried him. If you actually go and check the real story, it's completely different. Um, but yeah, that's not even the point. Like I accept liberties 
in that field. The point is, I go away with nothing from his movies. Like if you saw you saw Birdman. If I no, I didn't see Birdman. Okay, just watch all that jazz. A better movie about the same subject. Way better movie. I the it, it might be different if I had seen like numerous other movies from this director, and it was the same thing over and over again. But like the Revenant was so well constructed for me. I I mean I was the. And to me, I thought everything was relevant. You, so much time as a cinematographer is how you sort of explain it, showing you how beautiful everything is. When really, that for you, that's padding and fluff, and you know, fuck that guy. <laughs> for me, know, this is a story with a man who is at the brink of death, and right from the beginning, before he even has that attack with the bear. You know, we have that that quote where it's like, you know, you know, you keep fighting until your very last breath. And he has to rely on the uh, the savagery, the savagery of nature, while at the same time taking advantage of the, the opportunities that it provides him. And I think nature is almost like a character in that movie. Because of what he has to go through in in that harsh climate in order to survive. And uh, so I I think all the beautiful imagery of the world around him, looking up in the trees and all that stuff, I think it's very relevant. Well, look, if if you want to sort of of the same team of survival and, and shit like that, of an actual real story, have you ever seen, we were talking about James Franco, 127 Hours? No. Fucking watch that movie now. It's him and him alone stuck, stuck with his arms. Oh, I know what it is. And I've heard great things about it. Dude, it's it's an amazing performance by, by James Franco. Like you, I don't know if. if Those like two things almost don't make sense to me. James Franco, James Franco and great performance. No, you don't understand, man. Like it's it's a very difficult movie. I'm not saying that it's not it's not possible, but I've not seen like a great performance from him just because I'm used to seeing him and all that goofy shit. Oh, I think uh, that the only that's serious why. role I've personally ever seen him in besides was like when he was trying to be like that brooding son of a bitch from Spider-Man. Yeah, no my god, no. <laughs> the he played the son of the goblin, right? Yeah. 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 Which I don't, which I know absolutely nothing about, so you know, and I love Sam Raimi because of what he did with like Evil Dead and Army of Darkness back in the day. Yeah, even Dark Man. But like, what? I don't know what he was doing with Spider Man. He gave the fucking the Green Goblin a fucking Power Rangers outfit. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. To be oh, fair, though, to God. be fair, it was one of the first superhero movies that that were actually superhero movies. So. Oh my God. I think the first one that started the trend was was Blade, which which I think it's an amazing movie. I think really the first one that really kicked everything off was X Men. I mean, Blade was a comic book movie, but it didn't it didn't start anything. You know what I mean? I think it did, man. I don't think it kicked off a you know comic book genre films. I don't know. I, I think I still- that I think that goes to X Men. The X Men movies. Oh yeah, I watched. I watched the. the and I X-Men. didn't even really think the first X Men movie was that good, but I thought the the second one was amazing. Okay, confession. 
Yeah. Whenever I watch the X Men movies, and and I'm putting in the list even the last one that came out, I don't understand shit. It's like I'm always watching the same movie because they reset everything so many times i I haven't seen anything since x3 and i thought that was the worst movie i've ever seen in my life almost dude i I don't know i don't know what's going on 90 percent of the time like (laughs) and it's totally my fault but when when i watched deadpool and he goes uh, and they go we will take you like colossus goes we will take you to professor x and he goes, which one, McAvoy or Stewart? Because these timelines are so com- fucking confusing. And I'm like, yes, he gets it. Yes. <laughs> I, lo- I loved Deadpool. Deadpool was amazing. And I don't and- think it actually differentiated itself from superhero movies enough. I was a little disappointed in that respect. It, 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 in a way, it felt like another superhero origin flick. But because, you know, Deadpool is the character that he is. Like it was almost like it was being a parody of all those other films, so like it, that's it, what made it, it absolutely so, was. And yeah, I think the biggest difference is that it's it's a small movie. Like he's not out about out and about to save the fucking world. Like I can see the world saved just so many times. So what happens now when the stakes are raised in the sequel? Right? Yeah, that's I'm scared. I'm scared shitless about that because. But Ryan I, Reynolds loves this property, the pieces, and I think. If he's allowed to have the same amount of like creative control, I think I think it'll be okay. Yeah, but the fact is, with the first one, they had so fucking little money. You know, that's how fucked up the superhero genre is when you're fucking counting on Ryan Reynolds to save it. Oh come on, he's good. good. (laughs) Van Wilder is gonna save the superhero. I don't think he's a great actor, but I think that part is tailor cut for him like it's it's perfect yeah well blade trinity certainly was not oh my god no that, that speaking of blade that wasn't but anyway with, with with an higher budget i wonder if they're gonna think like yeah we're gonna go big explosions shit with like all the other shit that comes out every year and just focus less on the character himself i hope not I don't know. All I know is that I'm waiting for Ash versus Evil Dead season two, motherfucker. I couldn't care less about it, motherfucker. <laughs> Did you watch it? I watched the first episode and I was like dozing off the whole time, man. <sighs> That's it's the same as Star Wars, man. Like I love the the old movies. I I own them. I I don't watch them anymore. <laughs> I, I I'm happy that I own them. But I'm not watching. And that. also the return of the walking dead. Oh, I want to see the rest of that Negan scene play out, man. That you have to talk with Sarah. Oh, oh, she's you the, need to tell the... her that she needs to get her hands on the Blu-ray. Why? Because, um, she, she's familiar with the, with the books, right? She read them. No, I, I, I've read them and I explained it to them. To okay. Her. So, you know, that Negan, like every other word out of his mouth is fuck in yep. some capacity. Yeah. Well, what they did for that scene is they shot two takes of it. They shot with all the fucks. Oh. And they shot it without for television. On the Blu-ray, they provide the alternate cut. Oh. Nice. You know, I, I think I think one string of it was fuck fuckity fuck. <laughs> yeah, probably. And it actually like made him a little more menacing and scary, actually. So did did anything leak? Like did they did they say it was gonna get Lucille? 
Um, there is a website and also a Facebook uh, group called the Spoiling Dead, mm-hmm. and they have, you know, people who scout the locations where they're filming every day. So they've mm-hmm. pretty much deduced who dies, and they've actually went to a great uh, amount of care to try and keep that from leaking because what they did is when they came back and first started filming at that scene, when they had to finish it up, they filmed the death scene for everyone. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. But like once you go through the rest of your filming schedule and people aren't there. <laughs> I give so little fucks about the series that I hope that's the, the actual real scene. Like everyone gets fucking Lucille. Amazing, <laughs> man. Happening. That would be an amazing plot twist. And the, and the TV series it's now about. All I'm going to say is that it's going to be similar to what happened in the books, but also different. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, ugh, I can't wait to see it. Like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I need to see more of him as Negan. He's perfect. Yeah. It, it, that's, that's an awesome cast. And for season seven, for like more of the more noteworthy scenes, they're also going to be doing the dual take things with the language for the home video release coming later on. Yeah. So, Fuck yeah! I'm excited <laughs> about that. Oh my god! Did you 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 did review the or was it the previous one? Uh, season. It was the previous season. Okay. Um, I I had an opportunity actually to review this one, but I want to wait and see if the uh, special edition one with the statue or whatever. Yeah. Or season five comes our or season six comes our way again, like it did last year, because I reviewed that box set. Okay. And because my editor knows I can do shit like that fast. And he knows I actually take the time to like, take like pictures of the product and do like a, a, like a a video with it. Yeah. And because he knows like I'm a good writer, um, I probably got a pretty good chance at that. So I'll wait, I'll write a review even though I spent money on the product already. Okay. Spoiler for my future. I actually, I actually like talked with the with the boss with you know the new boss the new one yeah and I'm probably gonna make more reviews from now on. Uh, the He's reason pulling you off opinion pieces. <laughs> no 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 I pulled myself off like uh, not from opinion pieces not from editorials but from news uh, like. I felt lately I was like writing about shit that I didn't think was newsworthy. Uh, so Which I'm like, nowadays is almost everything. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, look, get a young guy that's never written and and let him do the shit. I'm uh, I'm gonna do more reviews from tomorrow. So it's not basically like. I asked. I told him that I was going to do this. So listen, if you're going to do that, you have to get into the multiplayer thing. Oh, absolutely not. Why? Because that's a major proponent to many of the games coming out. This is where you're wrong, because I I made a list of all the games that I want to review, and just one as multiplayer, So, which is the one that I'm reviewing this month. For now. You really yeah. think you're going to get through a whole another year next January to December without having at least a multiplayer game that you're going to have to step up and review? I don't know, but I don't want to be a plus one on that fucking PS Plus shit. No, There's but I mean, I'm what I'm saying is you're not going to ba- pay for it, but they'll probably have to give you a PS Plus membership. Oh, God. 
But see, if I have to, I want to. You're going to pull yourself off of what you've been doing and you're going to say, hey, listen, I want to do more in the line of reviewing. That's part of it, man. You have you have to do it. But in that case, I am going to pay because I want to pay because I want to pay so I can complain all the time that I want. Because if they give me for free, like I'm like, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm complaining. You don't even have it and you haven't paid for it and you complain. So yeah, and that why makes not me get a righteous man. I'm still going to complain. So what's the difference? I don't know. You're yeah, just throwing money away when you can get it for free. Yeah, I guess it makes me feel better though if I if I pay. Listen, and, I get movies for free, it. and I can still shit on movies even though they're free. Oh yeah, well we're talking about different things. Like I'm gonna get games for free, so I don't know. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, I hear you, and and I'm serious. I have no intention anytime in the near future to re up my Xbox Live membership. I've got no desire. Like if I get Gears of War four for my Xbox One. Like, I don't have any desire to play the multiplayer. I have a question. That comes out to, on PC as well, right? I think so. But I don't have Windows 10. Oh, that's right. Did you upgrade the Windows 10? No, Sarah is going to do it. Uh, like, like uh, I'm afraid the- what's going to happen to the f- performance of my catalog of games on the PC if I do it. I have no idea. I I'm afraid see. what's going to happen to compatibility with Steam in the long run if I do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tricky. It's dicey. Uh, she she basically, her laptop just crapped out. So she's going to get a new one. And she was, well, you're going to put, put Windows 7 for me in it, right? And I'm like, uh, nope, because I already have problems with my laptop in putting Windows 7 because... You know, the, the way laptops are built, like they basically they don't support legacy shit. Right. Meaning meaning that if a laptop comes out with, with Windows 10, ch- chances are there's not going to be drivers for your graphic card or a sound card or whatever if you put in Windows 7 instead of 10. Uh, you're going to have to do some workarounds and shit, which I already had to do with my laptop, which, which is like two years old. So she's buying one right now, which is brand new. It's a, it's a fucking beast, man. And odds are there's going to be problems. So I'm like, listen, let's look at Windows 10. Let's look at it runs and, and then we decide. Let's see what to do. So I'm curious because I haven't, I haven't toyed around with it in a long time. Maybe it's better now. I don't know. I just know it spies on you like a motherfucker. Yeah. Have we decided the title of the podcast? Nope. No. We're just going to have to let it come to us, I think. Okay. Maybe we'll just call it It Came to Us. Yeah. It sounds mildly <laughs> sexual, but okay. It came to us. <laughs> it came on us. I don't know if I want to go that far. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right, well. Yeah, we're going to say goodbye now. Yeah. You have a good night, Gabe. Oh, you too, Mike. Later. Bye-bye. I went to your house. But no one was there. I went in your room. I was all by myself. Wonderful times when I'm all by myself.